Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Central Virginia Fishing Report with Ethan Martin at Tailteller's Fly Shop. How you doing, Ethan? I'm doing great today. How you doing? As always, just trying to stay out of trouble, and before I forget, I need to compliment you on your new logo. Oh yeah, well you know, I'm I'm always playing around with logos and things, and my sister's a graphic designer, so I just draw stuff on napkins, and then I say, hey, can you make this look fancy? And that's, <laughs> that's pretty much how most of our designs and t-shirts and all that stuff uh, happens. So, yeah, I, I give all the credit to my sister and my napkin drawing skills. <laughs> well, there you go. And is that a replacement logo, or is that just an additional logo? Uh, just an additional one. So we've got uh, it's, we've actually got like five different flies that are done in the same sort of design. So we've got... Um, different hats and stuff that we're going to be doing different times of the year. So right now we've got the popper, which will be you know, pretty much all summer. And then uh, we've got some dry flies and some streamers stuff as well. So it'll be cool. Um, we've got one shirt that's got a couple of the designs on it, but we have even more in the shoot. So that honestly, um, it'll probably be towards the fall when we do like a complete unveiling of some of them <laughs> well good deal and you know speaking of summer you know it certainly has arrived in central virginia you know it's cooled off a little bit you know an abundance of you know pop-up thunderstorms but I, I have an impression that it's warm low and clear yeah pretty much everywhere it's been the the theme i mean and it's unusually early for this to happen but um in terms of just how low and how clear everything is so it's really kind of slowed up and will continue to slow up the trout fishing in central Virginia. Um, I, even on some of the brook trout streams, they just, they're getting a little too hot. You know, the, the benchmark temperature people are saying always to look for is like 68 degrees is the max and fish the mornings. Um, but like you mentioned, if the temps sit through the night are over 70 degrees, then even fishing in the morning um, can be still dangerous to fish. There's a, a section of river, um, well, it's, it's not far from the shop. It's the, the late harvest uh, piney section, which is like 25, 30 minutes from the shop. Um, I was talking to one of the guys who was fishing it this past weekend, and they uh, the delayed harvest time is up for it, so, you know, guys have been taking them. But um, he caught one rainbow, and, you know, as soon as they went to release it, it pretty much went belly up he said just because of the temperature so um just one of the things that you know trout just can't survive when it gets super hot out and it has been pretty hot out and there's just been no relief you know we, we haven't had a, a serious rain uh, that's like that all day kind of drenching rain it's just been this afternoon showers or maybe a little bit here or there um which really all that does is just the trees and the bushes and the grass soak it all up. You know, it doesn't necessarily make its way all the way down to the river um, for any sort of long-term change. But, you know, we got to fish what we're given. So, <laughs> Yeah, and I, you know, I don't know. I have one of those, um, I guess, fish pond thermometers in the aluminum tube that I just basically lace into my, my boots. Um, or, you know, there's even a clip on it. You can clip it to your boots. So you can just kind of walk around with it to, uh, to temp the water out to make sure you're kind of in the safe zone. Yep. Yeah. And that's always a good idea. I, we got them in the shop and I use them as well. I use them even on the smallmouth. There are times where, you know, you go out and you start fishing and 
you're like, why is it terrible? And then you take a stream temp and it's like, oh, it's because it's like 87 degrees, you know? And most of the time, you know, you know that, like, you you know it cerebrally, like, oh, well, it's really hot. But us nerdy fly fishing people, you know, we like to have the specifics of what, what temperature. And, and so that's a really uh, helpful way. Um, and I, I found with those things, too, always get ones that look as, uh, with all the thermometers that you can find, find ones that are in, encased as best as possible. Cause I've gotten a couple that were like just cheaper end stuff, um, on Amazon <laughs> and I have broken them, which is not a, a fun thing to have happen when you're out, you know, rummaging around on rocks and things. So if you get one of those, make sure you get one that's designed for fishing, not just a random thermometer. Cause they break very easily. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, what that means, folks, is we're going to be fishing, you know, uh, low elevation rivers for smallmouth, probably chasing carp, hitting farm ponds for brim and bass. And that's going to be kind of the game until probably uh, early, late summer, early fall. Yeah, that's my guess, too. And it's still fun. I think it's, it's still kind of shocking to me how many people, as soon as they can't fish for trout, just hang their rod up because where we're at, I mean, we've got the James that's literally like well two blocks down from us uh and right now you can wade fish that just in downtown um and and catch big smallmouth or catch you know whatever little tiny species you see gar on the fly is a lot of fun um carp as well so there's a lot of other species in virginia that we have that you can go out and kind of challenge yourself and do something new it might not be as consistent you know or like you might not have all the answers. Um, like with trout fishing, you know, you go to a brook trout stream and you try five or six different flies and eventually, you know, you'll find one that they're eating or maybe just one fly. Um, but yeah, when you're going out and you're trying to figure out, okay, how do I catch a gar on the fly? You know, it, it's like, it just takes a little bit of uh, creativity. And regardless of what, you know, some people say, you don't have to have a boat. Um, to fish through the summer. I've, I've heard people say that, which I've always thought was kind of funny. I mean, obviously it makes things easier. You, you've got more options, but um, you can wade fish a lot of these streams that have brook trout in them. If you just simply go down a few miles, all of a sudden you've gone into smallmouth territory. Um, so yeah, just play around with your the area that you're in, especially in central Virginia. Um, if you are local to here, we've got a lot of options. Um, so get out there and fish. <laughs> yeah. And, and also too, I mean, there are things you can work on, even if, you know, catching carp is not your thing. I can promise you, if you get better at catching carp, you're going to be a better all around angler. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, there's a reason they call those things the, the freshwater or the hillbilly bonefish, but you know, I mean, they're, they're very spooky and getting something in front of them that they actually eat is, uh, well right now for the guys that are fishing the product stuff, all the cicadas, easy but um for us central virginians that don't have the broadex um you know it's, it's a little more difficult but on the, on the same sense you know just going out to a little farm pond with a popper that's in bluegill is a blast and i was uh i ended up always doing this with my grandpa um when we fished a lot together with the we would kind of like play a game of you know who could get their cast into the craziest little nook and cranny and and pull a fish out so yeah, there's all sorts of ways that you can do that. I mean, heck, even Monday I took my, well, she was three last week. She's four now. We went out to a local lake here in Lynchburg and just caught 
a whole bunch of bluegill in you know, 15 minutes, and then she was done with the fishing. So then we just looked at all of the little <laughs> bugs and things that were around the lake. So, you know, there's a lot of options, um, and there's a lot of places that are local to where it doesn't matter where you live. Um, you know, you don't have to drive super far to find some opportunity to catch fish. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, folks, we love questions at the Articulate Fly, and you can email them to us or send them to us on our Facebook or Instagram page. And, you know, if we use your question, I'll send you some Articulate Fly swag, and we'll enter you into something cool from the shop at the end of the season. And before I let you hop, Ethan, why don't you let folks know shop hours, where to find you, and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, so we're located in downtown Lynchburg, Virginia on Commerce Street, and the uh, if you can't make it down here, you can find us online at telltellersva.com. If you can't find us online, then you just bring up Instagram and type in telltellersva. Uh, if you can't find us there, then you probably aren't listening to this podcast. So <laughs> there's <laughs> a lot of different ways nowadays that you know you can get in contact with us, um, and we're we're more than happy to help in whichever way we can. If that's uh, helping you with you know a product, or if that's helping you just hone in a skill or find a new place to fish. Um, so yeah. And, uh, thanks for chatting with me, Marvin. <laughs> As always a pleasure, you know, folks, and with it warming up, probably about time to start thinking about laying off the trout streams and maybe trying something new on the warm water or on the salt water, get out there and catch a few tight lines, everybody tight lines, Ethan. Tight lines. <laughs>